Hi, I'm Steve Thomas. This is Cacophony. Let's dive into some great music. But first, a warning. This episode contains music deemed too good to have been written by a woman. It's a double whammy, this episode. A great piece of music with a cracking story for Easter. With the resurrection of a lost masterpiece and a Christian in search of the truth. It's the Easter Sonata by Fanny Mendelssohn. Sadly, one of the topics we have to keep returning to on Cacophony is the unequal treatment of women, particularly with composers from earlier times. But the roots of the patriarchy are strong, far-reaching and difficult to shift. So we have to keep talking about it. Let's start with my blinkers on this one. When I was getting into music, there were two historical female composers, at least two who I ever heard mentioned, Clara Schumann and Fanny Mendelssohn, a.k.a. Schumann's wife and Mendelssohn's sister. The male composers Robert Schumann and Felix Mendelssohn not needing their first names to be mentioned, of course. And I, well, dismissed them as side notes and of zero interest. Writers of songs and piano trios and other girly stuff that I, at that time, wasn't fussed about without ever having heard them. In my defence, I was young and was absorbing the received wisdom of the time, or the received male wisdom at any rate. I hope I'm making up for it now. You may have heard Clara Schumann's terrific piano trio on Cacophony recently. The spirits of Clara Schumann and Fanny Mendelssohn were probably used to it by the time that my little dismissal came along. But I wonder how it felt for Fanny when aged 14 and having just played from memory a massive and difficult chunk of Bach's keyboard music to honour her dad on his birthday, he told her to forget any ideas about being a serious musician. Their high social standing played a part in this. It's not just that she was a woman, but the Mendelssohns had status, which meant that any kind of work or public profile for her was out of the question. And I wonder too how it felt to see her younger and also hugely talented brother, Felix, being afforded all the musical opportunities that she wasn't. So Fanny Mendelssohn lived happily and comfortably and married and had a family life and composed songs and piano works, largely dismissed as for in-the-home private consumption, but actually a huge body of 450 pieces. And she was very close to her brother, whom she advised on his compositions throughout their life. And then they both died of a stroke within a few months of each other in 1847. She was 41, and Felix 38. We fast forward to 1970, where the handwritten manuscript of a piano sonata, a big 20-minute solo piano piece in four sections, is discovered in a bookshop in Paris. It's by F. Mendelssohn. Here's a bit of free advice and an example of why people should always give their children names beginning with different letters. On paper, the piece appears to be really good, and the discoverer is excited and arranges for this newly discovered Mendelssohn masterpiece to be recorded. The piece is inventive and dramatic. Check out this moment.
Now we turn to the work of Angela Mace Christian. Given that this piano piece is the Easter Sonata, for the truth of its origins, its genesis, to be uncovered by a Christian, is kind of poetic, don't you think? Mace Christian was studying Fanny Mendelssohn for her musical doctorate around 2010, when she heard the F. Mendelssohn Sonata recording. She recognised that inventiveness, and also heard a freshness, the freedom of style that she felt one didn't hear in pieces by Felix Mendelssohn, but did in his sister's music. She also knew from one of Fanny's letters to her brother that she had written an Easter sonata, a big piano sonata, that no one had heard or seen. Maybe... She headed to Berlin to check out the family archive, and here we need to pinch ourselves and remember that we're in the 21st century, because until shortly before her visit, the archivist had routinely turned down requests to look at anything relating to Fanny Mendelssohn, who was just a housewife and of no interest, even to those who were interested enough to have asked. Fortunately, he had retired or moved on, and his replacement was more accommodating. Among the documents May studied was a large volume of collected manuscripts, with 20 pages missing. In Paris, Mace was able to hook up with the man who'd found the F. Mendelssohn Sonata and look at the score itself. And now, pinching yourself isn't enough, we need to sit down with a stiff drink, because the gentlemen present were so reluctant to concede that the piece might not be by the more famous Mendelssohn. I may be being ungenerous, but in my head, the discussion goes something like this. I think what we have here is the Easter Sonata by Fanny Mendelssohn. But it can't be. Well, first off, it's titled Easter Sonata, and it's in her handwriting. She made a copy for her brother. He wrote it. Now look, if it were a copy, it would be cleaner, but this is full of changes and revisions, the kind of thing that you do when you're composing, but not when you're making a neat copy. It has to be by him. It's too good to have been written by a woman. Eh? It's violent. It's dramatic. Masculine. (sighs) In Berlin, there's a book of Fanny's manuscripts. There's 21 pages missing. So? The book has page numbers. This music has page numbers. They are the missing numbers. 89 through 110. Oh. So Angela Mace Christian had conclusive proof. In 180 years after it was written, and 40 after it was discovered, Fanny Mendelssohn's name was reunited with her Easter Sonata. As yet, there's still only that one commercial recording, now rebranded. Angela Mace Christian got her PhD, of course. Imagine how amazing it must be to rediscover a great lost artwork. The music is fab, and at least in parts takes us on a journey through the Easter story, Jesus' Passion. 
The first movement has a sense of freedom and spontaneity, whilst the second looks backwards towards Johann Sebastian Bach. The Mendelssohns, both of them, were among the first 19th century composers to look back and study, even popularise composers like Bach. And, as Fanny wrote this, they were working on a revival, the first of Bach's now hugely famous St Matthew Passion. The third movement is a fast one, and it toys with us. Is this serious or light-hearted? The ending, I think, is genuinely witty. And then we get very serious, as the finale gives us all the drama and violence of the crucifixion itself, complete with thunder and earthquake capturing the moment Jesus dies. The music deemed too good to have been written by a woman. piece ends quoting a Lutheran church Easter chorale. It's reflective and filled, I think, with a quiet wonder. Terrific stuff. Let's have a listen. There are links to the piece in the podcast notes. And then when you're done, tell me what you think. I'd really love to hear from you. In the notes, you'll also find easy ways to be in touch and other things you can do to help support Cacophony like making a donation or telling your friends about it. You must know someone who would enjoy this. Who are they? So be sure to check out the notes. Come back for more next time. And thanks for listening.